Welcome back to the Seen and Not Heard podcast, the podcast that is your weekly dirty little secret, which is fine by me, as long as you keep it. I'm Melrose, your host, and this is season one, episode 10. When people realize that I work in the sex work industry, I don't think that they immediately know exactly what that means. Sex work is such a large umbrella, and it covers everything from exotic dancing, porn, and webcam, to things like prostitution and escorting. My experience as a webcam model feels like such a narrow perspective on what this industry as a whole incorporates. So I asked a woman that I recently became friends with to share her story anonymously as a Canadian escort. Here is what she had to say. I guess, what is your story like? What were you doing before you got into the industry you're in? And um, like, I'm trying, you can be as vague or as specific as you want, because I know you want to remain anonymous. Um, but like, how did that come to be? And obviously, where you are, uh, escorting is legal, completely legal, right? Um, it's, it's legal for us. It's not legal for the, the gentleman. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, they can get charged, but... Um... I mean, it's definitely not as bad as in the States. Like, the States is, yeah, no, I would never. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I started, I don't even know, like, two, I want to say a year and a half, two, like, two years ago. Like, my dad, um, he got sick. Like, he has, he suffers with, like, mental illness and stuff. And, like, a couple years ago, it really got really bad. And then I was working full-time in a slaughterhouse, which is... Oh, my goodness. ...completely different from what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, he... So he got sick. And then, um, like, the I think, like, my breaking point of, like, going into the industry was, like, okay, I know I need to step up and... Like, I have to take care of him or I'm going to lose him forever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out a way that I'm going to make money. And at first I was like stripping, like without my parents knowing. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was just like stripping is like a different hustle. I don't do drugs. I don't associate with like people that do. And I don't involve myself in like drinking and stuff just because mm-hmm. like that's just putting yourself in a situation that I don't want to be in. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm out. Like, I can't do stripping. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. horrible. So then I decided, okay, I'm going to go into the industry. And, like, my dad was the first person that, like, I even brought it up to. I was like, listen, this is what I want to do. If I don't have your blessing, I won't do it. I'll find another way to make money. Wow. And he's like, okay, like, if that's what you want to do, like, you're still my kid. Yeah. Um, like, I'm his be- like, I'm, like, best friends with him. So if anything, he's just more, like – wants to hear from me every day like he needs to know that like I'm safe and like I'm screening everyone that I'm seeing right so Mm -hmm. if they don't send me their ID they're not coming to see me how did you end up like so I mean if it's legal for the girls to do it up there I'm I'm assuming there's like a little bit of a a network or like a not talked about social scene for girls who are in escorting but like how did you get involved like what is that what is that process like when I first started, I had no idea. I was on, like, back pages because I'm like, okay, this is where the girls were posting. Mm-hmm. Then back pages went down. So mm-hmm. everything kind of got up and everything was in the air. And then someone's like, oh, well, like, Twitter is a big thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this is how girls advertise on Twitter? 
okay, this is, <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'll make a Twitter because I've got like a lot of people know what I'm doing somehow. Like I've been outed. I've had people like write on review boards, like my legal information, like people, people are out to get me. Like I've had some, a bunch of craziness. Um, so then I eventually quit the review boards because I'm like, I want nothing to do with this culture. Like, this is just a bunch of men rating girls on what they think they should do. And I'm like, it's my body. It's my rules. If I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do, I'm not doing it. If you don't yeah. want to see me, then don't see me. Like, because a lot of girls, um, they do offer um, unprotected, like, blowjobs. Mm-hmm. And I, whereas I'm like, hell no, like. I'm seeing multiple men in a week there's no way in hell I'm putting myself at risk yeah yeah and not to mention I'm not putting other people at risk like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put like it takes one person to infect me and then I go and infect other people and if these people are married yeah I'm gonna ruin marriages and it's just not worth it for me yeah like I'm like this is not why it came into the industry is to ruin people's lives like so that's where it's a little iffy but there's more, I don't know, I feel like every w- website ever since, like, whatever, what got passed in the States that, like, um, made... Sesta and FASTA, where it made, it made yeah. meeting up people illegal for money, even if there was no promise of sexual exchange. Like, that's something that affects the webcam industry a lot. We, I mean, we rallied and tried to fight that because even for, like, girls in my industry and in my line of work, they're like, um, we used to, like, raffle off dates and it wouldn't be a date, but, like, we'd raffle off like a meet and greet basically like, Oh, I'm going to be at this restaurant and you guys can come. We'll get like a big table. It'll be like 15 people. You obviously go with someone you trust who can like look out for you. And then you set your own rules and like people will like pay you or like buy tickets to come like have a big group dinner with you or whatever the arrangement is for the girl teach their own. But um, when that leak like passed, we couldn't even, you know, do meet and greets anymore. Like it got so complicated. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, see, every, like, there's a lot of websites in the States that were, like, even we were using that now it's, like, oh, my God, we can't even use this because it's all down. And Mm -hmm. if it isn't down, then they're, like, very trying to be, like, secretive about what we're posting. And if we post something that's not allowed, then we're kicked off the site and we're Mm -hmm. banned. And it's, like, holy hell, like, just let me live my life. I'm not doing anything bad. Like I pay my taxes. Yeah. Damn it. If it's yeah. so illegal, then I'm not paying them. Yeah, exactly. That's like, that's so, I don't know. I have such an issue with the whole, like, I think it should be legalized personally. It's, it's your body, your right to do whatever. There's a lot of girls out there having sex with a lot of men for free. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> would you guys rather me just be out there? Like, no, I would not rather that, but yeah. but like at one point in my life that's obviously like what I was doing I'm like I I've been called a hoe from like from a young age so it's like now I just got smarter about it yeah I'm just I will not even talk to people because I just don't even like what is the point of me talking to you if you're not paying me (laughs) like well our world like from the industry that we're in it's like it's time for attention like you have to pay me for my time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, that's something I, like, even when people try to, like, you know, hold full-on conversations on Twitter and, like, 
I mean, for other girls, maybe maybe that's part of their, you know, business strategy, like form relationships, get people in the chat room. Like, I could see that. But for me, like, I'm juggling, like, a gazillion things. So it's like, I don't have time for that. Like, if you want to have a one-on-one conversation that I have to be on my phone for, you know, you can – I'm on Sex Panther. You can pay for tax and we will talk. But, like, it's just I don't have the time. I physically don't have the time. And it's, it's frustrating because there are – you know, there's a thousand other things I want to try or go do and I just can't, you know. So – I, I get that taking advantage of feeling I could relate. Yeah. Like I can't even like, I don't even like talking to people if I'm not being paid, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like guys in general, because I don't know. I feel like social media has just, it's become a job done something to people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, it is. And it's like, I'm, if I'm sitting here talking to everybody for free, I'm not making no money. Mm-hmm. therefore my bills are not being paid and now I'm wasting my time because um, the chances are of me ever probably dating somebody that I'm talking to for free probably not going to happen because mm-hmm. I never want to date again <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I'm over that I'm like yeah. damn like you're going to have to show me your income tax before we yeah. date <laughs> just like, make sure they're in the same tax bracket so that you don't I need to know <laughs> that you can handle your own and that you're not touching my bank account and you don't even need to see what's in my bank account yeah oh man okay so can you walk me through the process because I and I I want to say this clearly for like people who are going to listen to this episode I really truly believe and maybe I'm gonna you know catch some hate for saying this but I feel like as a woman especially even as a man when you you'll watch shows like or shows like the client list or the girlfriend experience that used to be on stars. I don't know what happened to it, but shows like that, that kind of give you a look at what, you know, escorting is or like the girlfriend experience is. And I feel like mostly women, but maybe men, I would assume as well, kind of wonder like, well, what would that be like? You know, like, could I do that? Like, I know it's crossed my mind. I could never do it. Like I give you major props because you can separate that. And I'm an emotional creature so I don't think I could but <laughs> emotional creature I am. um but yeah like that's that's a really taxing mental emotional and physical job so I think it and it's also you know provocative so you kind of sit back and you watch shows like this and you wonder but then to have someone that you can ask questions to who's actually doing it like I wonder what the real process is like, because all I have to go on is like what I've seen on TV or in movies. So like, what is that process like? Like, like of going like on dates and stuff? Yeah, like how like, or like being in this situation of? No, well, like, you said that you screen them. like, how do you screen them? And like, how do you reach uh... a um, little love security and safety before like going to see somebody like what are you what procedures do you put in place and stuff? So when I started, I wasn't screening anybody and I was just seeing whoever, whenever type of deal. And I was obviously because I'm new, I don't know very much about the industry at that point. Mm. And then I realized if like on the higher end websites, I'm like, oh, my God, these girls actually have like a whole thing that you have to go through, um, which a lot of men aren't OK with getting screened. And I'm like, OK, well, that's cool. Um, then you're not. Yeah. Like, you're not okay to see me in person because that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them be like, oh, well, I'm married. I don't want my information out. I'm like, 
I don't, I don't care if you're married. I don't want those problems. Like I don't need those problems. Mm -hmm. So I actually prefer married men because then you're going to leave here and you're going to leave me alone. You're not going to hit my phone up 24 seven. Gotcha. You're going to go and live your life and I'm going to live my life. And when you need to see me again, you'll, you'll hit my other line up and you'll let me know type of deal. Okay. So like to screen them, either they can give me two references of like previous providers. Like they would have, the previous providers would have to have a website. They have to have ads up. They've got to have like a Twitter where I can go and reach out to them okay. to be like, Hey, have you seen this person? What was your experience with them? Were they safe to see? How was their hygiene? Like mm-hmm. basically just give me a little brief, anything to, to go off of so I can verify that they're safe. Um, if they don't have references then I make, okay, you're going to have to send me your ID, um, cross out your address, just leave your name and your age and your picture. I think that's it. Most people will go with references. Okay. Or they'll go with um, just sending like a night piece of their ID. Or there's like one website where they do all the screening for you. So for the clients to get on there, they have the people that run that website will call their employment. Oh, wow. Okay. But like usually they just put their personal number. So like really they're not talking to anybody but themselves. Oh. Like the the guy that's trying to get on the website. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay, after you screen them and you've kind of, like, deemed them safe, like, what what do you do? Because earlier you had mentioned that, like, you'll book the, the hotels or you'll book the Airbnb. Like, how does – why are you booking it as opposed to them? Well, it would – if I'm hosting an in-call, then um, it's, like, it's my responsibility to have the place for them to come to. If they're doing an out-call, then I would obviously go to their home or somewhere where they're staying. Like, if they're staying in Toronto and they're at a hotel – I have no problem doing because I'm not hosting all the time in calls mm-hmm. because I don't have a place to host set up right now. But okay. if they're doing out calls, usually they're in a hotel because they're traveling in throughout Toronto. Okay. And then I would go to them, but they have to send a deposit before I even consider going to them. Cause like, if you think I'm wasting my gas money, yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> so when you go there and you're like, you get to the door, like what, I don't, maybe walk me through like what your first experience was like because I guess that would be what I would relate to more because like I would be probably terrified and nervous and afraid and like what was that like? <laughs> I mean, I the first time I was definitely like, what the f- fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> um, but I I've never like even growing up, I feel like I've never like really correlated sex with like anything if that makes any sense to me it's just like it's sex like okay cool mm-hmm. uh, just like it a is transaction. what it is exactly i mean this is just like i i frick if i started this when i was 19 i'd probably be a millionaire mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, that's right um, that's what i say about webcam too i'm like i should start it sooner damn it <laughs> but like because i'm more like into like the bdsm stuff like in my personal life so okay. I would never bring that into like my to my work life because like you have to really trust somebody in order mm-hmm. to be having you be a submissive and then be a dominant. Like I'm not looking to get like actually beat up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, totally. So to me, it's like kind of easy to to um, what's it called? Separate the two of them because it's like uh, whatever. This is just 
Is it because it's not it is what it is what your preference would be so it's not like it's your thing that you're gonna enjoy with like an intimate person because these aren't people you trust or go to that place with yeah and nine times out of ten like it's like the deed is done in like five minutes so it's like really that's excellent like, money <laughs> right it's like some of these people pay x amount and I, sometimes i don't even i don't even have to do anything i can just like be in their presence and it's like oh, okay <laughs> dope i don't have to do anything <laughs> So, okay, when you get to, like, the room and you go in, like, what is it, what is the conversation? Is there a conversation? Is there any, like, let's have a drink, put on music? Or is it just, like, I'm here. Let's do this. Like, what is it like? <laughs> <laughs> um, usually there's, uh, like, I'll try and conversate, but a lot of, some people cannot conversate. Like, they just suck at it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this is, this is great. <laughs> um, and then depending how long the call is if it's like an hour then I'm like okay we'll talk for like a couple minutes and then maybe have a drink and usually I don't drink because I'm driving so it's yeah. like yeah if I'm like feeling awkward that day I'm like okay I need to have a drink because like if I I feel like you can go off the vibe like yeah. if I feel like this person's gonna be awkward I'm gonna need a drink to deal with this one <laughs> like <laughs> those are always fun because like there's two of us and we're like okay like this hour can go by real quick if we want it to yeah yeah i would imagine that but, makes it easier because then you're in the presence of someone you trust and you don't feel like you know you're you're outnumbered or, or over like, you can be overpowered as much exactly it's like okay i would rather do duos and stuff but i mean she's fine like she wasn't in the industry she's just starting in the industry again like she, she was in the industry and then me and her kind of had the same situation happen with our exes they kind of are whack so she's i'm helping her get back into the industry so i'm trying to teach her the ropes gotcha. of okay this is where you're advertising this is like you have to have professional photos because you need to look like you're legitimate because a lot of there's a lot of fakes out there and a lot of girls steal money and it's it's whack how many people like how many guys fall for fake ads and I'm like are you like are you just like not smart enough to read if it says verified or not like if it says verified then we've had to send in our legal documentation to Mm -hmm. even get on the website Mm -hmm. like the girls that are amazed by like even on social media like the guys that I'll get like ripped off, like, oh, you know, send PayPal me money and I'll send you nudes. Like, really? You think it works like that? <laughs> <laughs> it always like, oh, it's like a head smack. Seriously, like, I can't with people. Like, I've seen ads up of like Instagram models that got like over two million followers, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this isn't their Twitter. Like, they said it on their Instagram that they don't have a Twitter, and you men are still thinking it's them like yeah, yeah what is wrong with you do a little research before you decide to just send out paypal money oh my gosh yeah no and so okay when you you go and i mean the duo sounds like way more fun than just going alone just because i mean i wouldn't want to be alone i i have a major trust issues especially with strangers so for me i'm just trying to walk myself like through what this would be like so you get there 
you get comfortable to whatever extent that is if they're weird you have a drink or whatever (laughs) (laughs) but then like how like what's the average time of a call like or they pay by hour right so you have to give them that time even if you're not actually having sex or doing whatever they're asking right yeah like honestly it can depend on the guy like some guys will book like an hour and a half they could be there for like 40 minutes and then they leave because they got to go back to work or something or Mm-hmm. they're just wanting to go I guess um, but you like I don't like to have like <laughs> I don't like to have um, multi-hour dates because I just sometimes can't handle people mm-hmm. like because I'm very much like my myself like yeah. a lot of girls will they have they have this fake persona yeah. And it's, like, a double life to them. Whereas I can't be fake. Like, who I am, who I am. Like, if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like I'm not going to, like, make up this whole life story where I'm, like, a freaking dentist. And uh, yeah. this is my side <laughs> hustle. And, like, if I started lying to people, I would probably get caught up in my own lies. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd forget what I told the last story. So I find a lot of people become very, like... They think that I want to date them, mm-hmm. basically. And then I have to, like, set the them straight. Like, hey, this is business. Mm-hmm. Like, if my time is not paid for, we don't, we don't hang out. Like, we're not – it's like I don't tell them, like, we're not friends. But, like, we're not friends. This is business. Yeah. I, you wouldn't be there otherwise. Like, it is what it is. Like, I'm not out here just trying to make friends. Yeah. When so, when you, so when you go, okay, when you go and you're like, first off, any guy that books an hour, I think is just so ambitious. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I just feel like that's a lot of time, and they're trying to impress you. <laughs> What's the longest time you've ever had someone book out? Like, did anyone ever like drop a bunch of money and be like, I need you here for twelve hours, and you're like, good luck. <laughs> um, I've had a few. Like, I've. I'm very bad at, like, finessing people, mm-hmm. which, like, one guy recently, he he's booked me for, like, 12 hours, but then, like, my friend came, too. So, like, it wasn't horrible, but then he didn't tell me going into it that he was going to be bringing, like, ecstasy or molly or whatever the frick it's called. Oh, okay. And, like, I haven't done, like, probably, like, ecstasy since I was, like, 19, 18. Like, I'm just... I will not put it in my body. It's not something that I feel like I want to put in my body anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were doing the drugs. They were drinking a bottle. And I'm not a big drinker. So, like, one or two drinks, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm not about to, like, be hungover to the point that, like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, and he he's a, a wealthy man. But I'm just he didn't like when he's like messaging me he's making it seem like he wants to like date me Mm -hmm. and like that's cool but like he never mentioned what my pay would be like (laughs) but then when we get there all of a sudden like it switches and he's like telling my girl that like oh my god i really like her i would give her anything she wants like i would pay like six months run up front if she wanted and i'm like bitch you never told me this yeah if you would have told me this i would have probably finessed you for hell of a lot more but yeah yeah for like I guess like 
if I trust the person, I'll do an overnight with them. Like, if I've seen them for, like, over a year now, okay, sure, I would do an overnight. But, like, I really don't like to. Is that is that what, like, 12 hours it usually is? Like, they want you to come for, like, the evening, stay the night, wake up next to you, like, the whole thing? Yeah, like, some girls do get the 24-hour dates, and kudos to them. But, like, <laughs> 24 hours sounds like a long time. Because I don't sleep um, very well if it's – like, if I – know a stranger's beside me <laughs> like well, yeah i'd imagine so it's like i'm not really sleeping i'm like you're playing a role almost yeah and some of these guys think that like we don't sleep like they think that as a provider like we're um, up all hours of the night waiting for calls and i'm like listen like I like to be in bed by like 10, 11. Like, yeah, I'm a grandma. <laughs> like, and a lot of them are hitting me up at like two, three in the morning. Like, Hey, like, can you do a call? And I'm like, well, no, because I'm sleeping. <laughs> like oh, I had all day that I was working. I'm not working all hours. I'm not a robot. Like, yeah. Doesn't that like, do you ever, like, do you have a limit that you set like one call a day or like, you'll do like maybe three calls a day or like what how does that work because like I know for me for Cam like I can do like one show and I'm like "Mm, that's enough like my body no I'm good um well see a lot of my clients are only half hour calls so it's like they're in and out type of deal gotcha so like it's not really like anything to me it's kind of just like eh whatever Mm -hmm. because I try and see them I'm only usually hosting like three three times a week because it gets expensive to book hotels all the time, mm-hmm. and you never know how reliable people are going to be. Okay. So I'll see whoever books within those three days. I'm like, okay, cool, because I built my clientele, so I'm not even really seeing that many new people anymore because okay. I just don't have the energy to put into finding these people. Because I would like to switch everything to online. That way, I don't have to see anybody in person anymore. It's like. Mm-hmm. Great. I don't have to unless you're paying hella lots of money than what I was making before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then maybe I would consider seeing them. But I'm like, no, I'd rather just have people see me online because too many people now are putting it are putting two and two together and then they'll sign up for my premium accounts and then they're like, Oh, I want to see you in person and oh. I'll know them and then that's where I draw the line. Like I don't I don't wanna see people that I know. Like I really don't like it's weird to me gotcha like I've had people message me from like my old factory job oh my goodness being like I want to see you in person and I'm like oh hell no yeah (laughs) like that's not gonna happen and like same with people from high school and it's like funny the same people that would never give me the time of day in high school the same people hitting me up in the dms trying to pay for my time yeah no I get that too because like when I like, I was really open about Cam when I first started. And, like, you know, my Twitter, everything was out there. Like, I was posting whatever. I felt like it. I was doing really well, though. I was making the most money at this back then. So, like, when I, you know, pulled back and I was in a more serious relationship and I just – I didn't want to put all the time in that I was, like, money wasn't really as important to me at the moment. And then I was trying to figure out what my next step was and I was going into real estate. So, I, like, closed on, locked up all my social media, all that stuff and got really reserved again. And then now that I'm, I'm pushing it, I'm putting it all out there. So the podcast, especially like talking very openly and obviously the podcast is on YouTube and all these places. It's like, I've, I've let my guard down and I'm just kind of like, I don't really care anymore. Like everyone knows it's like, 
you know, whatever, scandalous. I get it. You guys want to know about it. But it's like the same people that didn't care about me or would talk shit about me in high school. It's like, really? You're going to pay for my Snapchat? Like, I'll take your money. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that right now. Not a problem. It's It's the same thing with, like, girls, though. Like, the girls that are doing the most. Like, you guys used to, like, subtweet about me, how I just post my body online, all this stuff. And yet you guys are the ones making... Like, you guys are trying to follow all my accounts. Like, why? What do you... It's... All I'm going to be pro- promoting on there is my my exclusive content. So, like, yeah, leave me alone. Why do you care what I'm up to? I think it's got to be partially curiosity. Like, I find, especially with girls, even though they won't admit it, like, a lot of it's curiosity. Because, like I said, I feel like everyone wonders, like, what would that be like? Like, I wonder how much money I would make. I wonder, you know, it, 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 curiosity is part of it. But then at the same rate. I feel like it's jealousy and hatred because, you know, you're, you're obviously doing well for yourself and it's, it's going against the grain and that's, you know, not the norm. And, you know, it's easy for them to be like, ew, look at that just because they would, they wouldn't do it or they wouldn't have the balls to do it, to be honest, you know? I feel like they would do it though. That's the thing. Like if, I think, like, yeah, I agree with you there. I think every girl because... in the back of her head's like, oh, well, if things were any different, you know, if I wasn't with him or if I, you know, all those things. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. Like, the thing to me is, like, the same people who used to, like, make money, like, or make fun of me for, like, having a big butt or, like, mm-hmm. were, like, oh, it's fake. And I'm, like, okay, well, I'm in grade eight, so can't yeah. really pay for surgery. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my parents definitely aren't going to pay for surgery because it's, I can't even go under surgery yeah. at this age. Um, it's, like, this, they're, like, it's, like, kind of, like, they're, like, oh, wow, she actually is now using it to make money and it's like well yeah yeah i got smarter mm-hmm. <laughs> like leave me alone yeah i think that's like i don't know there there's and this is how i explain it to people like in real life when i'm like opening up to them about stuff it's like look i've been i wasn't cute like in high school i was not an attractive girl um by any means i was a really late bloomer when i learned how to like do makeup and really like get my shit together and put on all the the mask in the morning but, like, when I got more attractive and you start getting this attention, a lot of the attention you're wanting is from a specific person. Like, I really wanted to make my boyfriend at the time love me. Like, I was just so set on getting him to feel about me the way I felt about him. And it was just, it was never going to happen. Like, I was just dumb and young. But in my effort to be, like, the most attractive girl in the room and to keep his attention and all of that, I, as a, like, as a side effect or as a consequence of that, I got attention of all these other people that I wasn't looking for or wasn't asking for. And when you have a bunch of guys, you know, uh, hitting on you or making advances towards you and you start to realize like, they're not seeing anything past my exterior. Like they're, they're not asking me where I'm from. Like they don't care, you know, but they're, they're only interested in the physical. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to be constantly, bombarded with this and if I'm going to be constantly on like have to have my guard up that I'm being used or taken advantage of by people especially with men it's like okay well now I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make that my superpower and I'm gonna use it to my benefit because if this is what life is and this is the life I have like why wouldn't you make the best of it you know yeah I I guess like because I feel like I was in like the same position like people constantly used me growing up like they just wanted to have sex or whatever because mm-hmm. men are whack. 
And <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, I'm taking it. Like it's, it's, I'm in power now. Like I'm in control mm-hmm. and it's uh, the best feeling. Like, Oh, Absolutely. you want to pay to see me? You're going to pay to see me naked? Great. Here's my link. Yeah, exactly. Have fun. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't even say just men, though. Like, I've had, like, I had a girlfriend, and we're no longer friends, but um, I realized, like, I thought we were friends. I, again, I don't, I don't trust people very easily, so I wasn't, like, letting her into my real, real deep personal life, but I would, like, go to events with her, hang out with her, all this stuff, and um, you start to realize, it's like, oh, you just want me in your Instagram pictures. Like you just want to tag me on social media because I have a bigger following. Like you just, you're using me. And once you catch on to that, it's like, okay, well I, I'm done with this. Cause this isn't serving me. It's like, I don't know. I, I just don't live for that stuff. Like, yeah, I manage my social media. It's important to me because it's my business. Like a lot of, I have, you know, brand deals, little sponsorships and whatever. So it's like, yeah, this is important. I have to post, I have to take pictures but it's still work for me. I don't do it because I enjoy it. If I wasn't getting paid to be on social media, I probably wouldn't be on social media. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, see, girls that, like, I used to be, like, extremely close with, like, in high school, um, they found out what I was, like, that I was escorting, and then, I, again, it's not the norm. So yeah. they're like, okay, well, it's, they don't want to be friends with me because of what I'm, doing basically and it's like okay cool like you don't want to be friends with me that's great but like don't follow my social media because I don't want you liking my shit like like yeah. you don't need to know what I'm up to yeah and then like I've had like one best friend steal uh like a thousand dollars from me when I was like blackout drunk oh my god and like that's like a best friend I've had for like over 10 years like that was like my ride or die so it's like wow now I've really realized that like I literally trust like nobody like mm-hmm. literally ha- everyone has a ter- ulterior motives and I'm just like okay like I can't anymore mm-hmm. like I have to just hang out by myself with my sister <laughs> yeah see I find that like a lot of especially with girls like I have a, a really hard time trusting women um just because like I said I've, I've had bad experiences and been taken advantage of a lot but I find that like the people I can trust were the people from like middle school elementary school like those like five or six close friends that I've had like I've had them for forever and they just I mean they don't care they're like well it doesn't affect me what you do like go do you like a lot of them have questions or you know a lot of them wish they could be doing it they're like wow that's so cool like that sounds like so much fun and you know you're making so much money or whatever it is but yeah I feel like a lot of people are interested but they're just they're scaredy cats like stop that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I so, was, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, like, when you met your husband, mm-hmm. how was he with what you were doing online? Okay, so when I met my husband, it was actually a <laughs> funny story. Um, I was doing a fashion show. His, his best friend used to throw these huge fashion shows uh, in Chicago. And um, I knew him through, actually through the cam girls that brought me into camming um, because they were doing fashion shows with them too. And I went there and my husband was the photographer that was like on the side taking pictures. And I didn't, I didn't notice him, didn't have a conversation with him. But I realized now because we've looked back and realized I'm in those photos that we had worked together before and he had remembered me and I hadn't remembered him. And then a couple of years later, I did another fashion show 
and he was there taking pictures <clears throat> and he like I was in a really bad place. I was fighting with a, a boyfriend at the time who didn't want me, you know, in the fashion show. It was a lingerie fashion show. He wasn't okay with it. So we're like bickering on my phone. I was in a really bad mood. And uh, he just, he like comes up to me and he's like, you should really stand up straight. You have bad posture. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> and he like, he had this stupid faux hawk and he looked like he's attractive. Like he's really attractive, but he just looks stupid. I was like, you're going to tell me this? <laughs> um so yeah that's really how we first met and then uh uh we stayed friends because I was friends with his friend um after that he asked me to shoot I blew him off um and then we got back in touch because um I went through a really bad relationship and I needed um to move out of this guy's house and he deals with cars so he happened to have a truck so I reached out and was like hey can I borrow your truck can you help me move? And he's like, I can't help you move, but I can give you a truck. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, after that, after I returned the car, like we just started talking and we really hit it off and just never stopped talking, I guess. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How long have you guys been married for? Or like uh, together? We will be married for a year at the end of May, actually, uh, May 25th. But we've been to May 25th will be our fourth year together. So we got married on our oh, actual wow. anniversary. Yeah kind of crazy but um yeah he uh he was like he's divorced so he uh was like two years out of his first marriage and really wasn't looking to settle down um but I'm I'm not the type of girl that like does the whole kick it thing like so it's either we're in a relationship or not like I don't I I'm emotional so like I can't do that I know myself you know so at like the six months of talking point I was like yo like what is this like you need to (laughs) decide so uh yeah I forced him to date me and then then he asked me to marry him (laughs) you asked him to marry you no he asked me to marry him Uh, I'm like wow you're really going no um, I know what I want um wow yeah so yeah I just tell him that he doesn't know what's good for him he agrees with me now (laughs) (laughs) does he have kids like from his first no, he doesn't. I did my other ex the second time I dated my other ex, he had a kid. And that was, I mean, that wasn't bad. It, it didn't bother me at all. Like, I really, I love, I still love his daughter. Um, but for me, after being with him for like a year and, and him having his daughter, uh, my ex, I mean, not my husband, he, it's just, it kind of started to, to eat at me. Like, you had this experience with this woman of having a child. Like, you were in the hospital together. Like, you went through all of that together. And it's like, if I had had that with you in the future, like it wouldn't be your first time. And I don't know why that bothered me. Maybe it was just me not being mature at the time, but that's kind of what I was like, you know, maybe dating someone with a kid isn't right for me. Um, I don't think I ever even brought that up to him because the relationship kind of fell apart before it became a big issue, but that was something in my back of my head. So when I met my husband, I, I asked if he had kids, he didn't. So um, that kind of was like a good, like, like less baggage, you know, like I didn't have to, to think about that or worry about that or have any baby mama drama so so like being in this industry Mm -hmm. like is kids something that you still because you know like I feel like people think that because we're in like the sex industry people feel like we can't be mothers or Mm -hmm. like we won't be able to like have kids because how could they you do think both? We're all, think they think we're all whack or something. Yeah. 
No, I, so when I met him, when I met my husband, he, I think he knew what I did because like I said, we were all in the like Chicago model scene. Like he was a photographer. A lot of the models were also cam girls. So I think he had an idea just from his friend or our mutual friend. I don't know if he was told or not, but I, I always have a rule about dating people where like by the third date, I tell them what I do because I, it's not worth my time after that. Like you're in or you're not like you got to decide for yourself. So um, this is actually our first, it wasn't even a date. I tricked him into it being a date. Cause I was just returning his car, but um, <laughs> yeah, I was like returning his car. And then he like, he opened the doors for me and he like came to my door to get me like that night. And I was like, no one comes to your door. They just text you. Like I'm outside. Like, I'm, like <laughs> Oh, so this is a date, I guess. So like, just because of his behaviors, which is, it's just how he is. Like, that's how he treats everyone. Um, but I read into it clearly. So like I slipped up mid mid evening and called it a date and he's like, Oh, we're on a date. I was like, well, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) So, um, no, but we, we hit it off really well. Like just that entire night. So I told him that night, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a webcam girl. Like, this is what I do. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, and he, we were very able to be very open with each other where he's like, well, does that like affect you? Does that affect your sex drive? Like, how does that work? And I was like, well, no, like, I don't, I don't know. It's so much people misunderstand cam so much because they think it's like, you know, just sitting online doing shows all day when usually it's that's such a small part of it. So I I think he he didn't care. He's very secure. Like, I don't have to worry about that. He's not the jealous type. Um, And he's really supportive. Like, honestly, even today, he's like, why aren't you on cam yet? Like, shouldn't you be working? I was like, really? I got stuff to do. Like, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. I'm I know. Like, I'm writing a podcast. I do other things, guys. Like, <laughs> I do a lot. But no, he, he was good about it. And when it comes to kids, um, in a different episode of the podcast, I actually had a um, psychotherapist on and a, a counselor who talks about like sex and porn and how it affects kids and families and individuals. And it was really interesting. Some of the stuff he said was like, there, there's no reason you can't be in the adult industry and have a, a healthy marriage or relationship or children or you know family life like what matters in terms of having a family is like listening to your kids having really good communication validating their feelings like having dinner every night as or every at least once a week like as a family to have that communication where they're not afraid to talk to you like that's going to impact them so much more than the industry he even went so far as to say that like drugs and alcohol addiction in a family will do like a hundred times more harm than you know any industry or work related stuff will so they i think they did a study where it's like this dad worked at a strip club and the strip club and the being around the industry didn't affect his children at all but the fact that he would come home drunk every night affected his family so it was like you know it's just work like you can separate the two when i turn off my webcam like i'm not this sexy little minx anymore like i'm in sweatpants with my hair up and eating spaghettios, <laughs> like that's me, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I do go, like I do not walk around like this twenty four seven, and I certainly don't look like that twenty four seven. Yeah, like it's funny. Like sometimes I'll be like in lingerie and I'll be like walking into my cam room, and my husband's like, "Well, that's cute." I'm like, "Yeah, you haven't seen this, have you?" He's like, "No, I never see your outfits." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a terrible wife. <laughs> Clearly, lack in that department. But I feel like that's exactly, like, how I would, like, that's how I am in, like, in a relationship, I guess. Even, like, with my, like, when I was dating my ex, like, yo, I have no desire to dress up for you. 
and wear lingerie because I I just don't like I've never been like that and I'm very much like a sweatpants hair tie yeah chilling with no makeup on type of girl like yeah yeah so I think good on social media like I've had people be like wow like you're completely different than how you come across on your social media and I'm like I don't understand like what do you mean they're like well you just like look like you're more like high maintenance and I'm like oh okay well no I'm literally country (laughs) music never dressed up don't care about Mm -hmm. designer but I guess being in the industry where every girl usually wears designer because men are paying for it for them but I'm like I'd rather just take the money to be honest like, I don't need no freaking red bottom shoes because I'm yeah. never going like, to wear them. I was just them. telling my husband that because when, when we we recently moved from Chicago to Tennessee. And in Chicago, we had, like, this beautiful, like, like 2,000-plus two, square foot home on a cul-de-sac in this really, like, nice subdivision. And we had, like, two Mercedes in the driveway, given my husband works with cars. So it's not like we're paying retail on the stuff. But we had like this, what would appear as this like beautiful, successful life, you know, where this young couple in this neighborhood where everyone's like retired and established. And it's like, well, how'd you do that? But it, we moved down here to the, literally the country, bought 80 acres with, we're living in essentially what's the double wide trailer while we build our house. It's like, we traded all the luxury because it doesn't matter for the security of we're gonna have 80 acres of land we're going to put up a few houses for everyone in our family and we're going to have a safe place where everyone can live and not have to be, you know, working till they're 80 to pay off, you know, property tax and stuff like that. So it's like, it's just about being smarter with your money than being like, oh, look what I have. It's like, I don't care what you have. It's like, what do you have in your bank account? Where do you live? You know, how are you going to retire? Like- <laughs> that is the same. Like, that's exactly how I look at it too, because like I, these girls, online flaunt how much their mm-hmm. their bags are and what they're and whatever and I'm just like but why don't you flaunt your home like do you even you don't yeah. even own a home that's the you're spending 10 yeah. 20k on a purse but you don't own a home do you even own a car like mm-hmm. do you own the thing that you're driving because yeah. I hope to yeah. god you do and I was <laughs> like I guess I'm just not so like like I want to live in the country right now I'm obviously I'm living and going to be living in the city because yeah. I'm like that's yeah. where the money is right now but I'm like, I guess that's probably what hurts or like what messed me up the most about my ex and taking all that money was like, he didn't take, like he didn't take that from me. He took that money from yeah. my parents because yeah. I would give, like, I would give, I would have nothing to make sure my parents have everything. Like they're going to be retiring soon and mm-hmm. I want to make sure they're good. Like I want to be able to take care of them when they need it. Like my like I don't come yeah. from a family of money so like I need to provide for them I don't to. need to provide for them but I want to provide for them because yeah they're my whole world like what I'm doing isn't it's for myself but it's also yeah. for them to make sure they're good so I guess that's what had me so I guess messed up for like the last two months was like this mm-hmm. piece of crap didn't just take that money from me like you took that money f- from my my parents like if something happened to if my dad needed something I don't have that money to give it yeah. to him like do you know what I mean like 
that's what I guess was so mentally yeah draining even being with him was kind of like that and I feel like I knew for a very long time that I wasn't happy but it was like how do I get that money back oh wait I'm not I mean parts of me still likes to have a little bit of hope that he'll maybe wake up and come to his senses one day but yeah and it's not like you can go to the police and be like he robbed me because what I mean they're not gonna take you seriously unfortunately but I feel like I knew for like a long time that like I was trapped basically like it was either I suck it up and stay with him for Mm -hmm. the rest of my life or I take the loss of the money and it's not even like I made like I mean 100k is a lot of money but I could have made more like there's sometimes like I wouldn't work for like four weeks because I just didn't want to deal with giving him money so and I wouldn't do my online stuff. He was trying to help me with my online stuff for a long time. I was like, I don't want to yeah. do anything. <laughs> so it's like, I wasn't even working at my, my yeah. full potential. You're- so now it's like, I can make that mm-hmm. money back easily. Especially if there's sometimes I'm making it just an escorting loan. I can sometimes make like plus 10K a month. Like it just depends on yeah. how dedicated I am, which is... <laughs> So it's like I can make it all back. It's just the the process of making it all back is what is killing yeah. my well, soul. Well, especially because of your situation right now. What do you like when you have a call? What are are your fees the same for every single person? Is it like on a basis like I don't know you, or if I haven't met you before, you're gonna charge more, or is it just a time slot like thirty minutes is this, an hour is this? Like how does that work? Yeah, I kind of just keep it the the same for everybody. Like, there is some people that I've seen from, like, when I started that I will mm-hmm. see for less. But usually, I, like, I'm 300 for an hour. Like, because I don't offer everything that every all the other girls do. Like, like some girls are charging 500 400 But they're also going to be willing to do the yeah. most with you. Whereas I'm a safe service provider I will not probably make any money if I'm like, okay, this is my $500 for the hour, but I'm not going to put your penis in my mouth without a condom. Like it is what it is. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize, like I've done a lot of research on like STDs and stuff, because if you contract something like H like Mm -hmm. herpes or something, you could have that for the next 15 years. Yeah. You might not. Yeah. It could be dormant. And I'm not yeah. okay with that. No, totally. And a lot of, I guess a lot of girls are, but I'm like, I don't, I, I don't care if these guys want me to, to do the most. Like, I, it's not worth it for me. Like, one person having something is not worth risking yeah. my life Do over. you, do you like have a, like, do you get tested regularly? Like, do you take any other precautions? Yeah, I go, um... Okay. I go every month just because, like, I'm a – like, some girls go, like, every six weeks, every eight weeks, but I'm like, uh-uh, I'm going every month. Yeah. Like, I need to know. Because um, I believe girls in the porn industry, they go every I, week. Or girls and guys, I should say. I shouldn't be exclusive. But if you're a, a porn performer, I believe you get tested every week. Yeah. Oh, damn. See, I would love to do porn, but I can't because – a, I don't believe in birth control. Like, I just won't so go on birth control. So I don't like it. And it's just, like, it's not... Like, I haven't been on it since I'm, like, 
18, 19. I'm like, I'm not about to hop on it now so I can go in the yeah. porn industry. That just sounds like a lot of a lot of shit yeah. I don't want to do. Because I feel like you can make more doing it I yourself. I would 100,000% agree with you. Um, the money that wasn't porn, because there's so many girls like me who can get on webcam or girls that are like me but will do boy-girl porn, I mean, you can film your own video and it usually gets will make you more money because it's amateur than something, you know, really overproduced that looks beautiful. And it's not usually what guys are looking for. So, <laughs> right. They don't want pretty yeah. porn. Like I, I've done one video and it got, was my legal name wasn't supposed to be attached to it. And then everybody found out, like, I've got a lot of fans from my hometown. Like a lot of people that just, I don't even know if you can call them fans. I think they're just more <laughs> annoying. They just like to talk, like, and I guess that's probably what scares me the most is, like, I've made the decision to be in the industry, like, mm-hmm. it's my choice, and it, it drives me nuts when people say things to my family, like, to my parents, like, I've had people tell my parents I'm a disappointment, if it's true that this is what I do. Does your whole family um, know, or is it just your dad? Oh, no, like, my dad, my mom, my sisters, I'm very close with them. Like, I'm very family-oriented, so it's, like, I don't, like, either you're going to choose to love me yeah. or you're not. Like, it, like, I'm, doesn't change who I am as a person because I, this is what mm-hmm. I like to do. Um, but, yeah, they're, I mean, my sister, she might be a little iffy on it. Or her boyfriend's kind of iffy, more, like, judgmental on it. But I'm like, listen, I don't care. Like, you don't have to like what I do. But don't ever come to me if you need something. Like, do you know what I mean? Because I'm going to be like, oh, do you know how I got this money? Or, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's a respect thing. Like, you don't have to agree with what I do. But at the same time, like, just leave it Mm -hmm. alone. Like, but his friends kind of are annoying and they'll, like, send things to his like the group chat and be like oh like did you see what she's doing on snapchat or stuff and it's like why are your like like, tell your friends to fuck off type of deal like why are they why do they feel the need to tell my brother-in-law what i'm doing on my premium snapchat like we are it's just like nobody has boundaries there's no there's like a lack of respect like what if you put yourself on the internet then what I say and do about it, you shouldn't be mad because you put it out there. It's like, well, you should have some level of common decency because you know me personally, but that seems to go out the window for some reason. And But they, I just don't understand because it's like the people that are, like the guys like that kind of like talk the most. If I was like, okay, I want to hang out with you and I want to see you in person, they would be the first yeah. people at my door. Yeah. But for some reason, because I do it online and it's open and I'm open about it, everyone wants to be like, oh, that's gross. But I'm like, no, because secretly you're probably in my DMs, but I'm not going to expose you because it's my business. So I've had had people do the Snapchat thing where they'll like take a little screen grab, like my my public snap where I'm like promoting and then they'll send it to like my sister-in-law, for example. And she'll tell me about it. She's like, yeah, that's so-and-so. What? And like, doesn't she look great? Like, <laughs> like she has my back. So it's like, it's nice to have that. But I know there's a lot of that happening where people are like, not saying the nicest things. But 
the same way. It's like, what I do doesn't affect you. You know, you're, I'm not endangering you. I'm not endangering myself. I'm privacy of my own home. You know, the people that matter, my family, my husband, like those people don't care and I don't care. And if, if those people were the people that did care about this, they probably wouldn't be in my life because the people I want in my life are the ones that are going to respect my decisions and love me anyways. So so does your, your family yeah, does my, um When I went into webcamming, I told my mom about it. Well, okay, so I was go-go dancing at first at, like, uh, nightclubs downtown in Chicago um, with a couple girls. And I found out those girls were doing webcam, and that's why they quit go-going. So I was like, go-going is, like, great money. I mean, I wasn't even 21, and honestly, I only did it so I could get into the clubs because my boyfriend at the time was 21. He was, like, going out. I was like, well, I want to go out with you. So my workaround was to get hired as a go-go dancer at the clubs. <laughs> so oh. That's what I did. And then, like, he would be partying with his friends at the club. And I'd be dancing and making money. And we, I'd get off of work. And then, like, we'd go out. Like, it was a cool thing. Um, I was never much of a drinker. So it wasn't about that for me. Um, but I was making, like, 200 bucks a night go-going. And then these girls were quitting go-go dancing I'm like well what what do they have if they're quitting like then there must be something even better because like why would you not make 200 bucks a night you know so uh, that's mm-hmm. when I found out they were webcamming and then I thought about it for a while um and I decided I wanted to do it so I'm like well if they're making this much at it like I know I could I could make more like I would be really committed that's just the person I am like I'm all all in or nothing like I'm not gonna stick my toe in the water you know so um when I decided to do it I talked to my boyfriend at the time uh, he was a little apprehensive, but he's like, you know, just try it. And then I, I talked to my mom and she actually picked out or she made up my first cam name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so wow. she was, she was apprehensive too. She's like, you need to make sure you want to do this. Like you can never undo it. It'll always be out there, but that's what you want to do. Like, yeah, I support you. Like, you know, you're an adult. I'm not going to stand in your way. Um, my brother didn't take it as well. Um, I think, I think it was just for him. It's like, my brother always – this is what he had told me a while ago when when we talked about this a long time ago. Um, he was like, well, my – it was disappointing because I felt like you really could have had a, a legitimate modeling career. And because you did this, now you can't. So for him, it was like I just – it made it seem like he felt it was a kind of a cop-out. And I think I I felt like that for a long time where when I was first doing this, it was like, Am I just, you know, taking easy money because I didn't want to put the work in to have a, a real, like, successful modeling career? But at the same rate, I, I'm, you know, I'm not tall enough to have, like, a, a runway career. I'm a different look. Like, I've always had a sexy look. Like, just my features. That's what, you know, that's what I look like. So, it, it just, it made sense to me. I've always wanted to be sexy. Like, I always wanted to feel attractive. Like, I was always drawn to that, even since I was little, like, looking at my brother's Maxim magazines. I'm like, oh, I want to be, like, that girl who's, like, you know, topless but covering her tits. Like, <laughs> I want to be that girl. Like, she's so sexy. Um, so, I don't know. I was drawn to it. And when I got into it, like, I had pretty much the full support um, of my family, I would say. Uh, there was, like, like, aunts that didn't know because they didn't live like close to us we weren't talking every day so it wasn't like it came up um for some of the extended family but mo- my inner circle definitely knew and my friends my inner circle of friends knew I feel like I'm in this I was in the same position like now I'm kind of coming out as where I'm just like okay I can't care anymore yeah. about what everyone is going to think of me because if this is what I want to do and this is how I'm going to make my money and I have to go full force into it and just not care about the outside parties 
and the people that are doing the most to talk mm-hmm. the most like I feel like that's probably why I have never really stayed consistent with my social media stuff because it's like every time like I'm like okay I'm feeling good I'm doing good I'm making good money it's like somebody's got to swoop in and be like oh my god did you hear what she's doing or like say something to my family and where it's like okay just if you're gonna talk shit about me just talk it to me like don't go and attack my damn parents about it I can't imagine how hard that is. I, I haven't had that personally. I don't, I mean, not that I know of, I guess, anyway. Um, but I think that's like, I don't know, those people will always be out there. What I'm learning now, and this is funny that you brought this up because the whole caring about what everyone else thinks, like I, when I decided to start my Patreon and I was like, I'm going to do YouTube videos about my real life and I'm going to let my fans from Cam like watch my real life if they if they want to take that level of interest in me like to know that I'm married or to know that I'm remodeling a house or building a house or you know what what it goes on in in my day to day if they want to see that then they're going to be fans that come with me into this next chapter of of my life so I did the YouTube I'm doing the podcast and there was like this moment before I launched everything it was like the week before I started publishing everything where I like called my mom and I'm crying I'm like, I just don't, I don't know why I'm so scared to do this. Like, especially with the podcast, because I pour like my entire heart and soul into it. Like I tell such intimate stories about my life, but I like had this huge anxiety attack. And she's like, you're scared because you still care what other people think. And like, I think that's what made me mad was like, (laughs) there's no, like, I owe nothing to anyone else. Like, this is my life. I'm only here for a short amount of time. Like if I can make a shit ton of money while I'm still attractive and young why wouldn't I do that? Because the reality is I'm not the center of the world. Like people aren't going to care in 10 years what I'm doing. Like it's, it's something cool to talk about now for the moment. But like when I have a family and I have a beautiful home on a beautiful farm and I am rolled all my income into investments or other projects, or I've grown the podcast or grown YouTube or whatever it is, like it, that's going to be old news. Like there's so many girls out there making porn or in the webcam industry, like even to find me online like you're digging through hundreds of millions of thousands of girls like it's you know like but that's some dedication to hate on me exactly true but it's just I don't know if you've got that kind of time on your hands it's like good good for you like I'm busy I don't have time like I don't have time I don't have energy I'm doing my own thing like I just can't and I think that's what kind of ever since I moved to Tennessee that's the attitude I've had to take on and like really try to feel powerful about it was like yes I do this. I'm proud of what I do. I make a damn good living. I'm out here at 28 years old doing things 40 year olds can't do because I put myself in a good position to do it. So it's like, I'm literally 28 years old and I'm building my retirement property. Like, can you say that? No. So why are you talking about me? You know, that's true. That's, yeah. I think that's how I have to look at it. And I, I don't know that I hate that. I hate that women especially have to carry that weight. Like we have to be so concerned about our reputation or our appearance or our level of attractiveness. Like that's such a shitty prison to lock yourself in, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like maybe I fell more into like a trap since like, cause we broke up like the Valentine's day week. Um, that's shitty. And I had to, my, I think my biggest fear was like moving back home so it's like, okay, I'm, like, finally now starting to see, like, okay, there's a bigger picture, and there's, like, a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, what the hell I just had to go through for the last year and a half. 
yeah. somebody like even like the emotional abuse I guess kind of got to me because he's constantly telling me I'm never going to find better it's just so he's good. the only one that's going to accept what I do and I'm like okay well if that's the case then I guess I'll be alone for the rest of my life like I don't know what to tell you I think that no see and that's the whole thing it's like that's that's how toxic relationships get to you like they they trap you by like constantly reinforcing your worst fears and then then you start to believe them because you're already afraid of it you already think about it so it's like you know that kind of creeps into your head when it's something you can usually keep at bay like yeah I'm afraid of that but that's not realistic that won't happen to me like I'll be fine but then you have someone sitting there like oh it could happen oh it could happen if you leave like they kind of beat that into you and then you're just like it takes a lot more power like to find that I don't know to find that strength to to leave something like that that's hard like and if you can get through that like you're gonna be fine the the hard part's over you know I know it's just because I've always like swore up and down like my entire life I would never be with a man that would take my money Mm -hmm. or that would talk down to me or that would raise his fist at me like I was just, I was never, like, my, my dad would never even, like, my dad found out that he, this guy raised his fist at me, my dad would be in prison, like. Yeah. So it's like, how the hell did I get myself in this damn position? Like, why didn't I listen to everybody that was telling me, like, the red flags? Yeah, but there's certain things you gotta go through, you know what I mean? Like, you, if, if it was easy to avoid those situations, they wouldn't happen. Like, the way things like that come about, it's, like, you're constantly, from day one, you're groomed. Like, you're groomed into believing someone, and they they teach you in these, like, little tricky ways to to trust them and trust their opinion or instincts over your own. And they, like, slowly start taking your self-assurance away, and they slowly start pulling at your self-esteem. And, like, that's just emotional abuse in general, like, from any party, from any, from a parent, from a friend, from a relationship, either way. Like, it doesn't happen because that someone is an unintelligent or unaware human. Like, it happens intentionally from an, a predator. Like, you can't sit there and hold any kind of blame for that because you're just human. Like, and you gotta, you gotta minimize it to that because that's all it is. It's not your, you know, it's not your oversight that got you into the situation. You're just human. And now you're going to be a very cautious human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I could just, I don't know. I feel like I want to save has to like because like these stupid ass men on they prey on these like young girls and I just like I'm like I'm lucky like I'm very fortunate to have what happened to me happen to me like it could have been worse mm-hmm. like he could have beat the hell out of me or he could have taken all of my money mm-hmm. but he didn't do that so thank god so I'm just like thinking oh my god like these girls that go through this like I don't know how they how they survive yeah having a pimp yeah I I had um though there's I've only had like one really like bad relationship and I remember when I was leaving he he was he was sick he, he was uh diagnosed with terminal brain cancer so it was a complicated relationship as it was but he was also just a major asshole um cheated on me and all of this stuff but we when I was leaving him like his last ditch attempt was like he's like crying on the couch 
very dramatically and I'm just like you don't have to do this like we're past this like I'm not I'm go- I'm going like I've already got all my shit out like we're done you know and he was just like you know I, I just I don't want to have to remove you from my will like you stand to inherit so much money I'm like you think I'm gonna stay for money like really like that's what you have me pegged for like I make my own money <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, I just like, I- I- that was like an easier even easier to leave because I was like I was already so far down with the relationship but I was like okay dude like okay you clearly don't know me like you misunderstood me <laughs> like the entire time if that's yeah it. yeah and like I don't know I guess I've never really I was never about like money with a man if that makes any sense like mm-hmm. But I guess, like, this man just fucking had me... Because he's a wealthy man. Like, he owns 12 homes. He's an investor. Like, he's a very wealthy dude. Well, now he's even more wealthy because he's got my money. So, yeah. but it's just, like, why like, Why did you have to mindfuck me into thinking this greater life existed? Yeah. Because it didn't exist. Yeah. Like... Oh, man. I'm just happy I got out when I did because I'm like, if I had to have kids with this guy, oh my god, imagine what he would do to my children. Yeah, well, and that's like everything happens for a reason. It's so much easier to look back and be like, okay, well, I'm glad. I'm glad this, you know, went down like it did. But what do you like? What's your your plan for the future? Like, so you're doing the escorting and you're making good money, and now you're getting refocused on it again because you're out of this toxic relationship. Like, what is your next step? Like, what's the plan? Honestly, right now, I'm like, okay, I need to buckle down and get my debt paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I have a school loan, and I have, uh, what's it called? My car loan. That Did I you wanna... graduate from college? Um, I didn't. Uh, Me either. I went to school to be a cop. Okay. Then... A cop? Uh, what? A cop? Like a police officer? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and then at that point, I was kind of already like over being a cop. Like I didn't want to. Like I had fell more in love with like the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And then that was like I'm not. I don't want to be a fitness person either. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because it's just so fake online that like these girls make it seem like you have to look a certain way or that you should train three times a day yeah. or that you got to eat this certain way. And it's like, but these people are like they're paid to tell you this like yeah not everybody can work out three times a day and not everyone is fortunate enough to have their meals prepped for them every day how do you like deal with the whole fake social media thing because like for me I'm so torn about it like I have a social media I do some brand deals and sponsorships and like I sit back and I think about it and I'm like these photos are obviously airbrushed they're edited they're it's still me like you see me in person I look the same but they're a much you know better looking stage better more well lit you know version of life it's like I know I'm part of the problem because I'm helping to set these unrealistic expectations but at the same rate it's like this is my job so I get so torn about that because I'm like you know what am I doing what am I contributing to the next you know generation of kids versus well this is my work like I know the difference but do I know the difference because I'm 28 and I grew up without social media like, it's so hard for me to, I don't know, to... Like, there's been times where I, I've had to unfollow a crap ton of people from social media because 
society just like starts to fuck with my brains it's like oh my god women have to look like they've got to have tiny waists they've got to have big butts they've got to get like our boobs have to be big or like we mm-hmm. have to have, like we have to people paint their lives to be so perfect online and i'm like i have to unfollow all these people because it's starting to get to myself and like i'm yeah. an aunt to like eight kids and oh, wow. my my oldest niece is 21 and i'm 26 and two of them are done high school they're well, almost three of them are done high school now and i've had it i have another one in grade nine so it's like to to see them like i watch their social medias i see them like thinking that their life should be better or like they should look a certain way or that they have like they have to like look a certain way and it's like no like i'm always telling them like no like just be yourself like Mm-hmm. yes you're gonna like you've seen me they they see me in person so I'm like you're gonna see photos of me on like online airbrush but yeah. everything on there is nine times out of ten it is airbrush like yes we're women we're gonna have cellulite yeah not like you you think that these girls don't have cellulite holy hell then you need to see their unedited photos because yeah. half of these girls don't look like they do well, on not just media. that but like even angles i'm like if you if i stood still and took a picture with my phone from this place and then i moved the phone to a different place i would look like a different human like exactly <laughs> you wouldn't and believe like, it <laughs> at first like i was when i was started on social media like and when i started shooting like i think it was last summer like i don't even know a year ago a year and a half ago i had met up with a photographer and now he's one of my good friends now and at first when i met him he's like staring at me funny and i'm like why the heck and he's like, because you look like your pictures. And I'm like, what? I'm supposed to. It's social media. And at this point, I didn't have any idea about editing and how all these girls can, like, you can make your waist tinier and you can yeah. fix your whole, like, you can fix your nose if you want to. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have time for that. So I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, like, you'd be surprised how many girls look completely different than they do in their pictures. And I'm like, wow, like, that's crazy to me that editing can literally alter an entire appearance yeah in a, a perception like I know a lot of girls that don't look how they do online but like I think that's the biggest compliment I get that when like I've when I used to do conventions and like meet my fans and like do signings and stuff like wow you really look the same in person or a little like you're tinier in person than I thought like or you're shorter I'm like really but I mean, that's the biggest compliment these days. I feel like you can give a girl like, wow, you really look like your Instagram. It's like, that's right. <laughs> I like when people tell me that. Like, yes, thank you. I really yeah. tried hard to keep myself the same. Like, I just don't have the energy to go out and like be editing everything that like you can edit these days. Like, I'm not, if I want to fix my nose, I'm going to go get filler and fix my nose. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. got time to edit all my stuff. Like, I don't care that much about what people are thinking about my pictures like okay either I look good in it or I look like shit like either way I'm I still don't care people are still buying my content yeah whether or not I look like that I'm like I'm the opposite I I rush every photo like I'm and it's not even about like my self-esteem I'm just a perfectionist and like especially because I have the marketing side to me so like everything to me needs to be like a polished finished product before I put it out like every video clip I post or every Snapchat clip I put, like everything is a beautiful finished product, but I would probably do a lot better if it wasn't 
just because like guys guys don't care guys are obviously my clientele but like I'm over here trying to look good for girls online (laughs) (laughs) I do the same though like okay I have to look I gotta look a certain way because like then like damn but yeah yeah, I I get that like I I, I mess around with like I can't edit worth crap why I don't edit because like I'm like Wow, I think this looks good, but it actually doesn't look good. So we've all made mistakes, girl. What? (laughs) We've all made mistakes. (laughs) I'm not about to continue posting these things. But (laughs) now I have like a good camera Mm -hmm. and it shows everything. So yeah, I can't even post with the photos because I can't edit them. So. I'm like, that's why I'm like, okay, maybe I should just hire somebody to do all my editing. That way it's like, okay, well, at least you make me look good. Because if I try. I'll hook you up, girl. I got I got somebody I, off a cheap website and I can send you in the right direction. But Is it just um, like a copy and paste thing? Well, no, like it's like a fight. Like you can hire freelance workers like off of Fiverr and you like pay them $5 and they'll do whatever the job is. Like if you're like, hey, Perfect. edit 10 photos. Yeah. That's what I need. Because I'm like, I have, <laughs> like, you should see how many apps I have downloaded to try and get this like <laughs> certain look to my photos and I'm like how the f- does this even work like I can't no I've seen your Instagram and I'm like how does she like take photos in that position like I'll sit there literally for people who are listening and don't know like my camera roll will have a thousand pictures of me and then I will like one and I still won't love it like, <laughs> <laughs> like <Same. laughs> Oh my god! I'm so much wasted time. Seventeen hundred so photos to get yeah. one photo, and I'm like, okay, well now I hate this main photo because this isn't right. And then you try and retake it. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're at six thousand photos. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to go and delete them all. I know, I know. Oh my god, my camera roll. Yeah, no one gets to touch my phone. Um, so with your your like escorting, and I know you had told me that you're like sort of looking to get more online and get more off like meeting people in person so is that like your not your exit strategy kind of is to like go into more a direction of what I'm doing yeah um like I know there's a lot of money to be made on OnlyFans mm-hmm. like it's just the fact that I'm right now I don't have a secure place to be shooting in and stuff like mm-hmm. I'm not shooting in hotels all the time it's not happening yeah um but because I've seen how much that other girl made and she doesn't even do nude, but like, I don't have the, that again, I don't have the fake persona of like, Oh, I'm going to make it seem like I'm going to sell this video for $160 and they're not even going to see anything. It's going to be me in a bikini. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not about to do that. Cause I have no problem doing big being nude. Like you want my nudes cool here, buy them, but mm-hmm. that's how you're going to get them. Yeah. Um, it's just the, yeah, I guess it's more fact like the the fact that I don't have a secure place right now. Yeah, of where I can be dishing out the content because like I could sell content I have in my phone, but it's old. It's not yeah. cute. Do you do you feel like um, as far as like because this is what I try to tell people when they're gonna go into like cam like the only way to be really successful in webcam is to keep your work ethic from like from when you had like a nine to five like if you're gonna go online and put in at least six hours a day like you're gonna make money like a lot of money but if you're gonna like and this is my mistake because I did this like when I first started I was putting a ton of hours I was making a lot of money but then 
you get lazy because the money gets so good and you're like, oh, I'll go on for three hours this day or I won't log on for a week or, you know, you get that overconfidence. Like I've got such a good fan base. Like I can log on in one day and I'll, I'll be okay. I'll make my rent, you know, and you get lazy. But it's like, as soon as you do that, it's game over. Like you're not going to be making that much money anymore. You're going to have to rebuild your entire fan base. So like my best advice, like when you go into Cami or when, whatever, the next chapter is like OnlyFans or whatever, it's like, be consistent and that's obviously the hardest thing to do like it just is especially when you work for yourself yeah and I feel like that's my biggest that has been my biggest downfall is when I came into the escort industry it was the money's easy and it's a lot of emotional labor like mm -hmm. sometimes you're gonna have people that just you want to rip their heads or like just having to play a girlfriend to somebody it's it's exhausting sometimes yeah yeah. Um, so when I came into the industry, that's why sometimes I would only work for two weeks or like I'd work for a week, take four weeks off because I'm like, oh, whatever. I made X amount. I, I have the money now to just take the next four weeks off because I was only like, I was in this like mindset of only making enough to pay your bills to like pay my bills. And like, I thought I was like, I'd be, I'm like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to work. And like, that's a trap I kind of fell in. Mm -hmm. And then I started my premium thing, which I have a lot of people that are still hitting me up being like, when's it coming back? When's it coming back? So like, I know what got the fan base Yeah, there. I've got to be the one to really put myself into it. And if I really want this social media stuff to grow and to like be my main source of income, there is no more like, playing around. Yeah. Like I have to, I can't just do it for a week and be like, okay, I'm tired. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> It's got to be like an everyday Thing. and I feel like now I'm at the point where like I've got like I've got to do something because I can't just be taking two three weeks off a because I'm fucking bored out of my tree <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like on my hands and I'm like what can I do today I'm just gonna go to the mall and shop because I have nothing better to do with my time well you're definitely setting yourself up right because you're gonna be like roommating with someone in the industry like when I had a cam girl roommate like that's probably a bad example but having a cam girl <laughs> roommate can usually be a good thing because you can work together you can work solo when she's you know in her bedroom camming you're always going to be like man I should be online you know it's just that reinforcement like she'd get money I should be getting money you know it's like I had like my friend the other day she um this guy that she was talking to or whatever he wanted her to work for him or some shit I don't know but he went off on her the other day and was, like, telling her that, like, he's never met me, mm -hmm. never seen a picture of me in life. Like, he doesn't know who I am. But he tries to go off and tell her that, like, I'm going to I'm gonna turn on her, I'm going to steal her clients, or I'm going to steal, I'm going to out her to her family if shit goes sour with us. And I'm like, does, like, does this man, like, I get he knows what you look like and that he knows you can make a lot of money, but does he know that? I've already been in the industry for a year and a half and I look the way I do and I can make money by myself. I don't need to steal from you. Yeah. And like that kind of just like irks my soul. Cause it's like, really? Like you're going to talk down on me. You've never even met me, mm -hmm. but like I'm doing the most to help her. And I didn't even like, I'm not making her sign up under my affiliate link. I'm not making her give me a cut of, um to help her post her ads and like get her going and stuff I'm like I'm doing it because 
like she's my best friend like I genuinely love her and I care for her if I'm doing good she's doing good Mm -hmm. if I'm winning she's winning and that's like how I feel like with anyone I'm friends with like I want to see them succeed just as much as they should want to see me succeed and if we don't have that same energy then you gotta go yeah no I totally agree but a lot of people don't see that because they think that they just see like one side of me and it's like no like I'm actually like if I can in the future go back to school it would probably be for something to do with mental illness and working with people that are mentally ill yeah because I just have a special place in my heart for those people because I've seen it firsthand yeah totally and I think that's what bothers me a little bit about the judgment people do make on us like I'm not I don't put a lot of thought or energy into like oh what they think about me but what bothers me is like the stigma they attach to us as a whole like oh she does porn or oh she is an escort or oh she's a slut like even if you're not if it's not for work it's like so you're gonna slap this label on me and then write me off as if I can't be uh, a girl with a master's degree if I can't be well educated or well spoken or well experienced in a specific you know thing like why is that the only label like why can't I be intelligent why can't I be all of these other like creative or you know like why can't I be everything why do you have to put me under one little like why do you gotta put me in a box yeah and that's what bothers me I think and that's what a lot of people don't see either is a lot of like providers like escorts a lot of them are going to school and a lot of them are studying to be doctors and a lot of them are studying to be lawyers and you would have no freaking clue that in their what they did to get where they have to be they were an escort yeah and, and let's like, say i had somebody recent not not super recently maybe a month ago or so because i already talked about this briefly but they were messaging me and they're like wow like you know you're doing all these things like why would you do webcam like not to be offended like offensive but like why or wasn't webcam it was snapchat why are you doing this like why are you in this line of work and like why wouldn't i be like you everyone takes it as like oh something must have gone wrong like why would she stoop to this level it's like no i saw an opportunity and i'm taking full advantage of it i'm doing this because i'm smart like that's that's the switch i would like to it's, see in the world you know yeah same like it's like they kind of it's like they put this like assumption that we're all like damaged yeah. Yeah. that we're doing it because it's our last resort and like no it that didn't happen yeah it's there's there's nothing stopping me from going and getting a nine to five there's nothing stopping me from going back to school if I want it there's nothing stopping me from deciding to put all my time money and energy into my marketing company as opposed to my webcam career or my adult industry career what what the decision ended up being was my time for money because my time is the resource so if I'm gonna make money off of the one thing or the other I'm gonna do the one that's gonna make me a shit ton more money like I can only do it for so long I'd be stupid not to and I think if if we can explain to people and let them hear a conversation like ours or a conversation like I've had on the podcast with other people you start to see that it's not, uh, you know, this pitiful, damaged girl or, you know, sad man that got wrapped up in this, you know, evil industry. It's nothing like that. It's intelligent people making smart business decisions, using it to springboard into the next big fucking thing, you know? Exactly. Why don't people realize this? That, like, we're business 
we're business people just as like anyone that runs like a freaking car dealership or whatever else they run Mm -hmm. except with a lot less overhead and better financial plans (laughs) i hate people i mean i like people but i don't like people (laughs) well i can't believe we've been talking for so long i know i'm not i know it's been a long time i'm not paying for your time so i'm starting to feel guilty (laughs) it's all good i'm literally just sitting in bed (laughs) okay good but yeah no this was this was good i'm i'm glad you kind of like let me into your world like i i really don't know anything about escorting and i I've always been curious, like how that plays out and what goes into it. Cause I respect girls that can, that can do that. It's not an easy job. Like when I compare escorting to like adult industry work or especially webcamming, webcamming is so laid back. Like you're in a room by yourself, like pretending you're on your own little TV show being goofy. And you know, it's barely, you barely ever get to doing shows at all a lot of the time. So it's like, it's a much more taxing business, but I think that it's a high risk, high reward. Um, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I, I have absolutely no judgment. I think you're intelligent and well-spoken and obviously beautiful, not that they'll know who you are, but all of those (laughs) things. And I'm, I'm really glad that you took the time to talk to me. Me too. I'm happy that I came on. I've never Mm -hmm. done this before, but it's kind of interesting. Well, you're very good at it because you can, you like ask questions back and it's not just like a straight interview. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine I don't like interviews, so (laughs) no thanks. Good. Good. But I'm going to go and listen to your 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 mental health one and the one on sex. Yeah, on sex. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the last two. The mental health one was last episode aired yesterday, I believe. And then the sexual assault one was the one before that. So I think it's eight and nine. But you, my beautiful friend, will be episode 10. So Perfect. I'm number, I don't know what 10 stands for, but I feel like I don't know what stands for something. <laughs> it's significant now because it's your episode. <laughs> exactly that's my favorite number now (laughs) perfect all right well thank you miss and i will um i will definitely be in touch with you soon all right perfect bye bye huge thanks to my anonymous friend for sharing a bit of her insight and experiences with us it's not every day that you get a behind the scenes look into an underground industry like she just gave us Work like this is really hard and it takes an incredibly strong individual, both emotionally, mentally, and physically. And I'm sure there's a lot of women listening who are considering doing what she's doing. And hearing your story may have given them a better perspective and helped them make a more well-informed decision before getting into it. I'm really going to be watching her journey closely because, man, I cannot wait to see her take on the online sex work industry next. I'm Melrose, and this has been episode 10 of the Seen and Not Heard podcast. Huge thank you this week to my incredible Patreons. Support on Patreon is the only budget I have to fund the Seen and Not Heard podcast. So without Tom, Scott, Seth, Eugene, David, and Wire pledging $25 each a month, I simply wouldn't have this show. Thank you for the continuous and unwavering support. It means everything to me. Want to be an individual sponsor of the podcast? All you have to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash Melrose. That's anchor.fm forward slash Melrose and click support the podcast to donate whatever amount per month you're comfortable with to help fund more episodes like today's. Next week on the Seen and Not Heard podcast. 
I'm realizing that I let you all really in to my life throughout this first season of the show. But there are still stories left to tell. And oh boy, do I have a story for you.